Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Verily, Griffin, to see oh. thy face brings a light to my life I have been missing like each night misses the light of day. Good sir, you do me great kindness with thine honeyed words. It does my soul good to peer upon your visage as well, Merrily. Thy must say, dear Griffin, Yes, sir. Thine trousers make dat ass look good. <laughs> my, my good sir, you, you light a fire in me with thine, uh, with thine words that you speak. I, um, I, I feel as if my, my trousers grow smaller by the moment. Oh, well then thou dost not need them any longer. <laughs> I saw this little thing about like a little interview with David Tennant and something about like, ah, he improvised Romeo like for a full monologue during an RNJ production <laughs> and like no critic ever like realized it or called him. And they're like, ah, yes, only it's only something David Tennant can do. I was like, y'all idiots don't know. Not not to say that what we just did was any sort of great performance, no. but it's easy. Yeah. A lot of thines, these make as, many, easy. make as many bullshit metaphors as you possibly can. And there you go. Yeah. You got Shakespeare. It's easy. It, it's not hard. It's easy. <laughs> it's not hard. It's easy. Oh, goodness. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I uh, am Dost Griffin. I Doth be Zach. And we're here with another episode for thou? For thee? The, for thee. The, come on, Zach. I know. Punch me. <laughs> uh, Editor Griffin, insert punch sound effect here. Wait, so... uh. So, Zach, I'm going to do three, two, one. Give me a hit react. Okay, okay, cool. All right, ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> cool. Ow. Editor Griffin, do your magic. Fuck. Uh, so, first off, you're probably going to notice this episode is titled a little weird. Uh, we're taking a quick break in the sequence. We're putting a quick hold on thing. We're at 95.5. For, sim- for a very simple production reason. That yeah. we're not going to reveal right now. You'll figure out in two weeks. But for now, just sit tight on 99.5, which sounds like a radio station. Yeah. Hey, so... Griff, WPTS... I- wait. ZG MPS 95.5. Your the- number one station for the multiverse's uh, number one alternative hits. Z and G in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Thank you. It Thank was you. the shop. In the shop. 
ZNG in the shop. <laughs> so, Griffin, I was a little starstruck the other day when yeah. our boss, uh, Mr. G, yeah. uh, told us that his very handsome uh, cousin <laughs> listens to this show. And uh, I got to say, if you're out there, Jace's very handsome cousin. Uh, <laughs> hey, you're the best. Thanks for listening. Hey, cheers. We're happy to be anyone's bedtime podcast. Oh, it's so nice. It's so nice. Speaking of Starstruck. Oh, so Starstruck. Uh a, a big thing came out in the in the Dungeons and the Dragons community. Yeah. Um, both of them. Yeah, well, there was adjacent, but you know, they happened at the same time. And that being <laughs> that um Spelljammer Adventures yeah. in Space, 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 space was released by Wizards of the Coast. Um Yeah. The, for, for the uninitiated, it's D and D in space. It's D and D in space. It's just D and D in space. And it's like still. It's like not quite f- sci-fi. It's still fantasy. It's just in space. Yeah, it's like Star Wars. Yeah, but like even more, even more fantasy, like anachronistic. Yeah, like yeah. I wouldn't classify Star Wars as a sci-fi movie. I would call it a, a fantasy. But that's just yeah. Me. That's just me. sure. 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 I cannot weigh in on the subject. Yeah. Oh, Griffin, I haven't seen Star Wars. Rabble, rabble. Yeah, Spelljammer's been a very highly anticipated thing by the community, and I. it's time we get our, as purveyors of the multiverse, it's time. It's time to head to, towards the stars. It's time to hit the stars. Yeah, we're going to take, we're going to literally dive in, uh, or up, dive up. Dive up. Let's dive up. Dive up into space, everybody. Dive up, launch out, blast in. So at first we have the Scavers. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good name. Um, So Scavers are essentially space sharks. Yeah. They just, uh, which are, 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 oh God, what are they called? Uh, Sort of counteracted by the... The Kindori? The Kindori, yes, which are big space whales. Yeah, those are some hitchhiker's guide, big-ass space whales. But these are big-ass space sharks. Hell yeah. And we're going to take a bad look here. So, scavers are shark-like scavengers that fly through space, feeding on whatever they can fit in their mouths. Just like me. Hey, yo. Bad boy. (laughs) Scavers are not always aggressive. Often they trail behind larger creatures, as well as ships and asteroids, living off droppings and discarded refuse. They can enter the air envelopes of these bodies so that as their host moves, often at high speed, the scavers keep pace. Hmm. I don't like the phrase air envelopes. I feel like I'm going to do a little bit of, uh, per tradition, we have not done any like mechanics research. So I'm going to do a quick look on like how spaceships work in this world because I feel like it has something to do with that. Okay. The lesser varieties, brown and gray, rarely rise above the level of nuisances. The larger varieties are far more formidable, in part, because they often don't wait for their meals to come to them. A scaver has a single, large eye on the leading edge of its head. This eye glows while the creature is awake. Its wide mouth is full of sharp teeth. A scaver flies in lazy circles when it sleeps, but otherwise moves through space much as a shark swims through water. Hmm. All right. So, yeah, we have uh, um, some art in it for a variety uh, of them. So, it says we're starting at the top here. 
I have air envelopes real quick if you want that. Oh, I want to hear about air envelopes. It's basically like a... Uh, when a creature or object leaves a planet's atmosphere and enters wild space, an envelope of breathable air forms around it and lasts until that air is depleted. It kind of like... It's like how in sci-fi things, like, ships have artificial gravity and whatnot and life yeah. support systems. It's basically that, where it's just this kind of ovular shape that is filled with air and is the, like, plane of gravity is level with, like, the ship. Huh. So it's like it's it's little... It's its little... It's its bubble. It's literally its yeah. little bubble. And stay in your bubble. So, <clears throat> first it looks like we're talking about the brown scaver. This looks to be the second smallest of the gaggle. Gaggle of scabbers. So, so this is sort of like the chonky boy of the group. Yeah. Like it's like it's it's cute because like his front end is a lot bigger than the back end. So it kind of looks like a weird swimming teardrop with a <laughs> lot of teeth. Um but yeah, brown scabbers are ten feet long and range in color, which is strange because it's but they're supposed to be brown. Uh in color from, from sun dapple brownish gold brownish. to dark umber, okay. They're brown. It's still shades. It's all Fifty Shades of Brown, Zach. It takes them. That's days. a different story. Don't read that one. <laughs> yeah, it's all about stuff we don't want to talk about. It takes them days to digest a meal, during which time they attack only in self-defense. Hmm. A brown scaver likes to swallow its prey whole. The creature's stomach is filled with poisonous gas, which kills off oh. anything that survives being swallowed. That's rough. Up next is the gray scaver, which I believe is the smallest. I think those are the Ibby Bibby ones. Those yeah. are the Ibby Bibbies. Yeah, they're only six feet long. They travel in packs. The scent of blood sends them into a feeding frenzy, but wounding one usually weakens it enough to make it break off its attack. Nice. Get so, you know, punch here. Um, the, the first two we've talked about only have an int of one. Aw, they're stupid. They're real dumb. Aw. Uh, next is the night scaver. I think that's the one at the tippy top there. Yeah, the sort of blue and black <laughs> so one. So this one looks kind of cool. So like the gray just kind of looks like a normal shark, but it's got, it's got like a weird head thing there. It, but anyway, um, but this bad boy kind of looks like a big, what is it, the whale shark? Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, UTP. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of it's real glowy, and then it's got that sort of big like anglerfish mouth, and just yeah, this, that singular like eye, those gnarly, weirdly long teeth. Yeah, narnar man. <laughs> so yeah, that all right. So yeah, we we haven't listed their size. So brown scavers are large, large monstrosities. Gray scavers, medium monstrosities. But then the night scavers are huge. He big. So we make a, a jump. To, to the huge. And then lastly is the void scaver. Ah, yes. And this is this is the big boy. Now, this bad boy kind of looks like a big barracuda, honestly. Yeah, we're, we're, we've gone further away from shark and closer into, like, other, <laughs> other fish, fish, fish of prey. Is that a fish term? Fish of prey. Yeah, I mean, I guess hunter hunting sure. fish. Yeah. <clears throat> but void scavers are 20 feet long. Each one is a solitary menace with a pitch black hide. While most other scavers are content to feed on kitchen scraps, a void scaver goes after the cook. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? I know. What a, what a fucking analogy. Hold up. 
Are you yeah. serious? While most of the scavers are content with to feed on kitchen scraps, oh avoid scaver goes after the cook. Goes after the cook. Avoid scaver can emit an invisible uh, ray from its eye that causes its target to feel fear, even more intense than what it might normally experience given the creature's size and nature. Oh boy. So this also has the big swallowing bite. Yeah. As a bonus action, has the ray of fear. It's a recharge on four to six. It emits an invisible magical ray that targets one creature. The scaver can see within 60 feet of itself. Uh, the target must succeed on a DC 16 wisdom saving throw or be frightened of the scaver until the start of the scaver's next turn. All right. Yeah. Zach, I'm going to ask a question I haven't yeah. asked on this show on a rip. Okay. These things good eats? I think probably all but the void one, honestly. You don't think the void one's good eats? No, I feel like that something in that, like, you know how it's like, oh, yeah, there's something in the water? I feel like there was definitely something in the water. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm, I'd be interested about the the brown and the void because they're the ones with those poisonous tummies. Yeah. And so, well, like... It would be like, it'd be like a blowfish, you know? That's exactly what I was thinking, yeah. That, uh, you know, a really good chef, really yeah. good cook could prepare that, provided the void scaver doesn't eat the cook. Yeah. But, but, uh, but the other night, ones... Night scaver? Yeah. Defo. I think the night scavers like that's that that's that top tier scaver eats. Yeah, that's like whatever filet of fish, like you know, like filet mignon is, but like mm-hmm. for like a fish cut. Yeah. Oh, that's this bad boy. And then as like a bonus when you like order, you know, order the scaver. Yeah. Uh you get a little like piece of something mm-hmm. and it's something that the scaver had eaten and not fully digested yet oh nice so like sometimes you might just end up with like you know a, a, like a, like a nail or like a you know a shackle yeah um but other but, times you might end up with someone's like you know wallet yeah that or like a very small shoe and then you're like oh oh i don't want to eat i've lost my appetite oh <sighs> But like, but this does look really good, and it was fifty bucks mm. for this plate, so yeah, I have to eat this. I, I yeah. can't just eat the side. Yeah, dishes. this fish is the wagyu of of, <laughs> of space shark. There we go, killers. Well, that's scavs. There's there was lots of them, lots to get through. Scavers, the scavers, scavers, scavers. Yeah, I have nothing else to say about that. Yeah, I have nothing. Uh, we we get that every once in a while, but you know what? It was just yeah. cool space sharks. Yeah, I mean, like, sometimes you just want to talk about space D&D and to, you know, dipping your toe in first, you got to talk about the space sharks. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Before you get to the murder con. Honestly, I don't see why the space sharks can be good pets. I think they'd be chill. Yeah, you know. They're on a line. Maybe not the void one. Yeah. I I don't want to be the the cook in this scenario. But start off with a gray scaver. Oh, yeah. Work your way up. Work your way up. Brown scabbers, like, you know, Zach, kind of looks like a big fish dog. It does kind of look like a big fish dog. I fuck, I fuck with that. I know you do. Every yeah. now and then at my workplace, I do get to see service dogs, and it's always a treat. There's, they're, all, they're, always, they're always so nice. Hell yeah. Anyway, all right, what we got next? Next is the gage? Gage? Gage. Je or je? I don't know. I like a je, but that's just me. Gash. You know, like if like someone was named Raj and it was yeah. called R-A-J. It's G-A-J. Yeah. Or it's a soft G and it's Jash. Jash. <laughs> that can't be it. Uh, the Gash. The Gash is a... Fuck. Um, 
And all that gash. <laughs> and all that gash. It's like a um, mega long-legged space tick. Yeah, kinda. It's got these long insectoid legs that sort of like stair step down in height. Like the back ones are very bent, like to tigrade, while the up the front pair of legs are the, the, the back very ones straight. are very cricket leg, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it's got that sort of hard chitinous shell, uh, a kind of like tail like maybe stinger coming off the back. And then a big insectoid like head. Well, it's weird because they got like, you know how like moths, like some of them will have like, you know, the big furry sort of antennae guys. Like it's kind of, mm-hmm. it's kind of got those. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Huh. Gaj are hideous hunters that prey on other intelligent life forms. Oh, cool. they smart? Cool. Oh, no. No, they're hideous. They prey on the intelligent. Well, it says other intelligent life forms. They got a plus one. They're fine. Yeah, Grog Strongjaw had it like a six. <laughs> anyway, they crawl on six insectile legs and attack with their mandibles. They ambush prey by burying themselves under sand or silt and lying in wait, lurking in dark caves or perching on natural stone ledges where they blend in with their surroundings. Gaj have no language, but they have the magical ability to understand the speech of other creatures. A Gage's head is a spongy globe about two feet in diameter with three feathery antennae protruding from the top. Spaced around the head are six compound eyes and six finger-like appendages hang over its mouth. Ooh. A Gage can try to read the thoughts of another intelligent creature by wrapping its antennae around the creature's head. Regardless of whether the attempt succeeds, this mental probe is painful and takes a toll on the victim's well-being. Gross. Uh-oh. <laughs> There's a lot going on here. We've got a tough sell ahead of us. Uh, large aberrations, typically neutral evil. 16 armor class, 75 hit points, 30 foot uh, walk and climb speed. Fairly strong. Bonuses to perception and stealth, dark vision. They understand all languages, but cannot speak. They've got a multi-attack, making one mandibles attack, and using mind-probing antennae, or paralyze, if available. It's mandibles, attack, uh, basic weapon attack. They grapple if they hit. Until the grapple ends, the target takes the same amount of damage on hit, 2d6 plus 3, at the start of each of the gash's turns. That sucks. Mind-probing antennae, the gash targets one creature grappled by it. The target must succeed on a DC 12 wisdom save or take 3d10 psychic damage. And the gash magically pulls one piece of information from the target's mind that the gash wants to know. Ooh. Hmm. And they have a paralyze ability, which recharges on a six. The gash magically targets one creature it can see within 60 feet. The target must succeed on a DC 12 wisdom save or be paralyzed for one minute. Kind of just does what it says on the tin. God. A right. gash seems like the kid in school who was like really going for valedictorian. And it's like, oh, oh I didn't understand uh, uh, th- that last equation. But Robbie did. And it's like, <laughs> Gabe, Gabe, no. Don't do it, Gabe. And then it... And then 
And then it, it, it got the info, and, and then they're sitting there like, and then Gabe's got it, and now Gabe won. Gabe's got it. G- Gabe's got it. <laughs> I think that's it's, the, it's a very innocuous like sitcom, kind of like WandaVision style. That's yeah. got this weird sort of edge to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I think this could be a thing. Yeah, give him a propeller cap or something, and, mm-hmm. and he's something really innocent. Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone else is just a regular person. Yeah. It's, like, one of those weird sort of things where it's, like, you know, it puts on the smallest disguise and everyone thinks that, like, he's just a regular kid. Mm-hmm. It's, like, yeah, he's a kid. He's got a propeller cap on. But, like, very blatantly has six legs. Yeah. And is, it it know, is a big space alien monster. And is there to devour their thoughts and dreams. But that propeller cap falls off and everyone's, like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's a good gag. I'm happy about that. That that's a thing. Uh, yeah. So what 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 would we call this sitcom? This not sitcom, but this uh, this thriller series. Gabe's got it. <laughs> Gabe's got that's, it. That's the name. It's that's it's very name. innocent. It lures like you it. in, just Gabe's like Gash. Yeah, just, just like, like Gabe the like Gash. Gabe the Gash. Gabe's got Gabe's, it. Gabe's got it. Gabe's got it. All right. So Gabe's Cast, got it. Casting. Yeah. Who are we casting? Fuck, man. Uh, well, see, like, you know, it's one of those things like Gabe can't talk well, to folks. So, like, obviously, it's got to be like, you know, whoever who is Gabe's inner monologue. Mm-hmm. Or is it just like a really good. Honestly, like, this is probably going to be one of those things where it's like a stunt performer or stunt actor mm-hmm. where they're in like a practical suit the entire time. Yeah. Um, but like, we got to understand what's going on in Gabe's mind, you know? So, sure. Like, that's why. So you get one very good. You know, like like creature actor, like a Doug Jones of sorts. Like a, like an Andy Circus. Like an Andy Circus, a Doug Jones. Um, but then you gotta cast someone to be the voice of Gabe. You know, that that, that inner thought that mm-hmm. now I think it should be someone that we like you wouldn't expect. But that's mm-hmm. just kind of my vibe that I like. No, to I'm for. I'm I'm in with your vibe right now. I yeah, think. the you know, like someone completely like you wouldn't expect. Someone like like a Tracy Morgan. Mm. Um, Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner could be fun. <laughs> um, Sophie Turner's a good choice. Um, Andy Dick. I don't know if I know Andy Dick. Uh, if you look up Andy Dick, you'll know Andy Dick. I don't he's know got, that he, I know this man. He's got a very distinct voice. Just go to YouTube real quick and look up some some Andy Dick thing, and odds are you'll you'll know the voice. Andy Dick. He's been in about a hundred things. Okay. Uh, hold up. I don't know. I got nothing. For okay, you. you got nothing. All right. Well, I, I, I feel like I'm just, I'm shooting and I'm, I'm missing by a mile. You don't understand my, my actor references. I'm sorry. Um, another good possible voice for Gabe the Gash. I got Tracy Morgan. I know that one. Okay, good. You know Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan would work. Um, ooh, perhaps someone, yeah, like a sofa, like someone from across the pond. Like, um, oh God, what's his name? Chris, uh, Chris O'Dowd from the IT crowd. He's Irish. Yes, I yeah, know this guy. That would be fun. Okay, someone Chris with O'Dowd. like a, someone with like you know, like a fun accent. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know like the or niche actors. Griff, yeah. Just because I think you'll like it, and we were talking about this earlier before we started. Yeah, Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be Bjork. It's got. Hey, Gabe's got it, and it's gotta be Bjork. 
That might be the name of the episode. There you go. Game's got it, and it's got to be Got to be Bjork. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, Bjork is Gabe, the gage, in a high school setting. <laughs> oh, man. This is no, good content. it's off to Fisa College. I can't do a Bjork impression. Oh, it's extremely good. Yeah. Fantastic. Gage? Anything else? I feel like there's more to say. There's just like, I feel like this is a pretty rich vein. Yeah. All right. So, Griff, say one more gage thing. Okay. Um, skateboards. Gage on skateboards? Mm-hmm. They got a lot of legs. There's they a lot be they rash. <laughs> no. <laughs> I it's just kind of a I, yeah, it's a super short, but what if it wasn't? And what if yeah. Gash was just rash? Rash. Well, they gotta be careful on the skateboards, so they'll get road rash. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh if they were really uh, if they were really smart, they they might tinker a lot with gadgets. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. If um, you know, Gabe ends up getting pretty popular in school, mm-hmm. he can throw a badge. <laughs> <laughs> what's a um? What's a Gage's favorite dance move? I don't know what. It's Dash. Oh no. Dabs. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, last one. What if you were a gash? I would be Zash. You'd be Zash. (laughs) Griff? Yeah. That was really bash. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Every. Hit Hi, I'm Shifty Mercutio, owner and operator of Shifty Mercutio's pre-owned genies and genie resale emporium, home of the multiverse's largest supply of gently used genie paraphernalia. You know how many times people get overwhelmed by the prospect of three wishes and just choke up halfway through? What are those genies supposed to do then, huh? Just wait? Nah, 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 that's where I, Shifty Mercutio, come in. Every genie on my shelves has at least some wishes guaranteed. What? You don't take me, Shifty Mercutio, at my word? Well, listen to some of my partially satisfied customers. This thing only had half a wish left. How the fuck am I supposed to use half a wish? I thought I lucked out when this shitty lamp had a full wish left in it. I wished I was rich. It legally changed my name to Richard. Zero stars. This place sucks ass. My genie won't even work with me. I wish I'd never bought this stupid lamp. Oh, now you work? Now you work. Fuck you, piece of shit. What heartwarming words. So, if you're in the market for or in possession of a pre-owned or recently resold genie, come on down to Shifty Mercutio's pre-owned genies and genie resale emporium. Shifty Mercutio's. You get what you get. Don't throw a fit. So guys are pretty awful. Yeah. Yeah. But we've got something really nice. You know, we talked about Gash, these kind of smart, terrible bugs. Mm-hmm. So why don't we talk about some pretty smart, adorable penguins? Yeah, dude. We've or got as the... Benedict Cumberbatch would say. Yeah. Penguins. Pe- 
Penguins. Penguins. This jungle is full of of pinwheels. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Uh, playing this game called Subnautica. Yes. And there's like a there's like an Arctic biome mm-hmm. uh in an expansion called below zero and there are little like alien penguins pe- penguins that you're are doing called it. well they are called penguins penguins and the little ones are penglings oh cute so it's super confusing with the penguins bit yeah it's throwing pe- me completely off penguins uh so Peng- these are the doar doar are short pudgy flightless avians that look and move like penguins hell yeah dude they're inveterate merchants, always looking for an opportunity to turn a profit. <laughs> Doars conduct their dealings in secrecy, preferring to do business in dark alleys and out-of-the-way places, even when the items being bought and sold aren't illegal or dangerous. They tend to dress in garish mishmash of clothing, but many of them also shroud themselves in hooded cloaks. A group of Doars is called a cartel. Oh, my God. <laughs> These things are literally like if Doware has wares if you have coin. Doware has wares if you have coin. The average Doware stands sheet. three feet tall and has bright plumage. Instead of wings, it has arms and tiny hands. Tiny hands. Doars prefer to communicate through a form of telepathy they call merging, in which two Doars stay in mental contact while both are telepathically linked with a third creature. Nice. Weird. Thruple talk. I was going to say, the Thruple chat. <laughs> Doars have their own pantheon of deities made up entirely of gods of commerce and wealth. These <laughs> deities include Joaquin. I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced. But yeah, there's sure. also just you know, a UTP name that is Joaquin. So I, I kind of giggled. It is, yeah. Wa- it's it not is Wa- spelled it is, like... Yeah, it is Joaquin Phoenix. That's their yeah. god. They saw him in Hurx, and they were like, this man must be praised. But Joaquin, Abathor, and Zilkis. By focusing on the worship of such deities, the Doars hope to become the best merchants in the multiverse without alienating or offending any god in particular. (laughs) So they just made up their own money gods. The the money gods. Uh, So the small fae, they have any alignment. Uh, They got a 20-foot movement and swim speed. I thought their charisma would be higher. Their wisdom's their highest stat of the 14. Nice. But they're real good in deception, insight, and persuasion. There it is. Uh, their languages, they know common, doar, and they have telepathy up to 30 feet. See also merging below. And then they have merging. Two doars can have a telepathic conversation with each other and a third willing creature of their choice, provided all three are within th- uh, 30 feet of one another. So, like, I couldn't, if I was a doar... I couldn't telepathically talk to you, but if Mr. G, a fellow Doar, was here, then you both we could each could him. link up and talk to you. Yeah. yeah, could we just each link up on our own? I mean, like I think like you two could chat, and then they like uh, you on your own, and then also you can add a third willing creature. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, but you're like, like you're like the Wonder Twins. Like you have to have two of you. Yeah. It's like forever how on Discord we had like nine different group chats that were some variety of you, me, and Chase because we just kept being together in pairs and then adding the third. Exactly. Uh, But yeah, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, They have a bite attack, plus three to hit. Uh, And it does a D4 plus one piercing damage. So fierce. 
Uh, and then they have psionic spell casting. The Doar casts the following spell requiring no components and using charisma as a spell casting ability for a spell save of 11, which is detect thoughts three times a day. Nice. I don't know why, but like in our fashion of treating things as not how they look, I just feel like with these guys, they're, they like subscribe to like hustle culture. Yeah. And like grind culture. Definitely. Like always on that grind. Yeah, you got that big, big into the gig economy. Yeah, 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 yeah. They out here, just like nonstop. Me and my homies, knowing what's up. I'm gonna work twenty hours a day for my all of my twenties and thirties, so that I don't have to do a day of work the day I turn thirty nine. <laughs> And then, because I ruined my body with my horrible life practices, acquiring all this dosh, I'm going to die when I'm 42. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't have the same work principles that I do, what the fuck are you doing? I'm just, look, I'm just Y'all built Y'all are lazy different. out here. I'm just I'm built, built different. different. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, what You're we're sleeping here, in until 8.30 a.m. I'm at the gym. Well, you know what I'm doing while I'm at the gym? Trading stocks. There it is. Hey, have you heard of crypto? Yeah. You got Ethereum? Bro, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Dude, in 30 years, fiat currency is going to be dead. You need to get on this now. <laughs> so what we're seeing here, three cute penguin folk. Uh, we got one blue, one purple, one green, a variety of colors. But they've also got like these three like little like gems in their chest. Or are those just like, are, hmm. well, they, they have the same colors as them, though. Are they just bald spots? No, like they look in like their they're little like, tummies. They look like they're gems in their chests. Kinda, but that feel that feels well, strange. and they're different shapes too. Yeah, like some are kind of ovular. There's one that's like kind of diamond shaped on the green yeah. one. Yeah, and he's uh, uh, pulling along a warthog with wings. Yeah. I think that's a uh, it's a space swine. Yeah. So Doar's pretty chill. You the know? blue one looks like if there was a phone in its hand, he'd be taking a selfie. That or he's singing out there from Hunchback. Jesus. <laughs> what a fucking fool. But tell me he doesn't, though. He's in there. Uh, out there. <laughs> Goon. Um, all right. Uh, so Crypto war. Is that uh, anything? Crypto war. See, like, uh, I feel like we're going to see these on all ends of like the, the capitalist sort of spectrum. Yeah. Like yeah. you're going to like, sure. You're going to find some like the, the farmer's market, like selling like, you know, that like fresh, like farm to table, like produce and meats. Yeah. But then you're also going to find like the shitty, like at the gun show, like, mm-hmm. like that are like. Oh, hey, how's it going there? You you don't have an M16? What the fuck are you doing then? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, though, uh, because uh, I've said it twice now, um, the go-to Doar selling tactic across any part of the political and socioeconomic spectrum is if you don't have this thing, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? This right here is the next big thing. Yeah, that's in the Doar. Like you know, you like when you're in school, like it's like you learn your A, B, and Cs. They mm. learn the art of the deal. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think while while I don't think so, this is not a pet opportunity, right? Like these, this is no. like a, a like a people. These are, these are enterprising folks. I think Zach, these would make great like great new hires. Oh yeah, put them on the floor. Put them on the floor. A doar in every city. Yeah. Uh, a pamphlet in all their hands. Okay, listen. If you're not buying Kuthrix, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> That voice is maybe my new favorite thing from you. What? What's the problem, okay? <laughs> Look, I'm trying to offset, you know, this large batch of, you know, <laughs> this large batch of peritons I have back here. And if you're not buying them up, you're fucking missing out. What the fuck are you doing? I want to play in this space, but I can't stop laughing. They're, yeah, their name's Chance, and um, oh, yeah, that's exciting! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just um, yeah, Zach, you're on hey, fire. They know how to move product. That's uh... <laughs> look. If you're not going to give me employee of the month, then Zach Griffin, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> You know what, Chance? You're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm out you, you... here. I have the numbers to back it up. <laughs> check my check my books. They're Guys, immaculate. just fucking just like look at my record. Get with it. I'm I'm bursting ceilings and setting curves. Okay. You're right, Chance. Right, listen, <laughs> look. I will. We'll talk about it. We'll put. We'll. We'll get. We'll take it under review. Speaking of, where's my cost of living raise? Inflation. It's not the end of the fiscal year, Chance. Okay. Give it time. You, you know what? Yeah, I'll come back in two months. Okay. You're still on. You're still on wild space time. We're we're we operate in this plane. Like, right, you ju- you just got clocks. here, bud. Racist. At least you have to wait until after the nine day probationary period. Have a go on, Chance. Bye, Chance. Fucking Jeez. losers. Jesus Christ. It's that chance. thing of like God. It's like he's so. It's like, but he's so damn. You're damn. a loose cannon, but God, you get results. Yeah. <laughs> Like, fucking he's got chan- it. Chance the door. He's got it. I don't know what it is, but goddamn, is he talented? All right. Well, I love Chance oh. now. Chance, I hate, showing up. I hate Chance. No, you fucking don't. And if you say I that again, hate- I need to ask, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's the immaculate sales tactic. <laughs> You're like, you know what? It's fair, Chance. It's a good point. <laughs> What the fuck are you What doing? the fuck are you doing? I love chance. I find that in my my Ooh. voice in my voice acting journey, um the characters where it's just me being really throaty are just always the hits. <laughs> they like they it's, come in they it's come really in good. It's just it's such a delight. To have, like, because I've known you for so long at this point, and it's like, we're very familiar with our, with, with each other's uh, 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 comedic stylings. With our bits and what we do, yeah. Yes. I didn't necessarily want to say the sentence, I'm familiar with your bits. Um, <laughs> but, it took me a second to get it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But it's, it's a delight to continue to see new material, and I'm over the moon every fucking time. Griff, if you're not familiar with Zach's bits, then what the fuck are you doing? 
Stop. Right, he's gone. They're gone. They're gone. They're gone. Uh, fuck. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you can't tell me to stop and they keep going, Grim. Uh, whew, okay, chance is gone. <laughs> I'm full crying. They're projectile tears. Yeah, no, the the, the goal is, is to do Kermit the Frog, but then make them kind of a dick. <sighs> it is very Kermit-esque, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's Kermit, but if Kermit was just a little bitch. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm, I'm lightheaded. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. That's Doars. They're funny. Uh, they're pretty cool. You'll see them around the shops, probably. Wizards, if this 15 minutes of content convinces people to buy Spelljammer, you owe us like 0.01%. Come on. Yeah, for real. For us, that'd be probably like a grand. And you know what? I Baby could use a grand right baby now. Baby could use a grand. I'll take, look, split it 500 each. That's still money. There we money. go. That's still money. They could get me a couple of tattoos because I want Hell yeah. more tattoos. I need to get me some tattoos. You need to get some tattoos. Anyway, we got one Anyways. last thing to talk about. And it's a big one. Okay. Tonal shift, I'm oh, guessing, from Doars. Because this thing's oh, called... Oh, I read the first three words and went, oh, no. Zach, we're talking about the murder comet. The murder comet. And I gotta say, this thing doesn't just have, it is... A big old mean nasty, nasty face. face. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> this thing is a it's a comet comprised of a big old mean nasty face shooting through space and time. Oh god, this is wild. with just with just ire in its eyes. No, that's fire. It's got fire in its eyes. Oh shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Evil spellcasters create murder comets by combining the essence of earth elementals with that of fire elementals. A murder comet looks like a screaming stone head wreathed in flame. It trails fire behind it as it flies through wild space, either singly or in a posse with other murder comets looking for ships, crews, and other unsuspecting targets to destroy. Wow. Fuck. A murder comet's creator can bind their spirit to this comet. What? In this form, the comet's creator becomes ageless and immortal, free to race across wild space without the need for air, sleep, or sustenance. The murder comet's face takes on the appearance of its creators, and its statistics change as follows. The comet's intelligence, wisdom, and charisma scores become that of its creator's. And its alignments and languages become that of its creators. Yuck. So you're telling me I can become a murder comet. That's right, Griff. Even you can become a murder comet. It's like be- it's like becoming a space lich. Yes. But you're your phylactery. Wow. Catch this, bitch. Uh, murder comet, typically neutral evil uh, elementals, size medium. 19 armor class, 66 hit points, 120 foot fly speed. That bitch is fast. Yep. Uh, maxed out on constitution. Strength and dex are nothing to sneeze at either. Mental stats are kind of garbage. Immune to fire and poison. Immune to exhaustion. Paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone, and unconscious. 
dark vision of 240 feet. It speaks Ignan and Terran. The elemental languages of fire and earth, of, of course. course. It has like a self-destruct uh, when it dies. When the comet drops to zero hit points, it explodes in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on itself. Each creature in the sphere must make a DC 16 dexterity save or take 8d6 fire damage. So it's a fireball. So it, it's a fireball when it, when it dies. It has flyby, so it doesn't provoke opportunity attacks when it flies out of range. It sheds 60 feet of light, 30 foot bright, 30 foot dim. Uh, it deals double damage to objects and structures and does not require air, food, drink, or sleep. And it has two attacks. Uh, it can make on its turn a slam. Plus five to hit. Deals 1d8 plus two bludgeoning and 2d6 fire. By just ramming into you, I suppose. And then a spit fire at a 60 foot range. 2d10 plus two fire damage on hit. Damn, dude. You imagine a bunch of a, a, a posse of these things screaming toward you, coming for your ship. Well, like they move so fast, they're just gonna be like. Yeah, what do you do against that? Uh, you pull out a baseball bat and hope you hit. Like, you can't. They got flyby. Yeah, fuck. They come in, they slam you, and they just keep on zipping. Damn. This dude. is why. Th- this is why they have guns. If you have the sentinel feet, would that go around that? Ooh. I don't know. Flyby and Sentinel. Ooh, Sage Advice. Perfect. Jeremy. Jeremy Crawford. Come a on, flyby creature. A flyby creature doesn't provoke a, an opportunity attack when it flies out of a foe's reach. Nothing in the Sentinel feet counters that. Damn. So, yeah, you boned. Oh, you very boned, unless you hit that bitch with the slow. Yeah, but, like, these things are ship killers. Like, they yeah. can just- with the double damage to through. objects? Yeah, they just barrel through shit. That's terrifying. No, that's awesome. Using these in a spell jammer campaign would be so fucking fun. Yeah. Imagine, like, you know, the, the fucking some, you know, crazy spellcasters just made a whole legion of them that are going out. And then, yeah. it, and then it's, like, leading the charge. It's like... And then just... God, Spelljammer sounds cool as fuck. Flying and like flying like like fighter pilot formations, like yeah. the Blue Angels. Yeah. Doing fuck. crazy stunts and acrobatics and just cruising around your ship. God, yeah. like that's unstoppable. I don't know what else to say about murder comments. They sound like bad, bad news and um also awesome <laughs> as hell. How do you think murder, murder comments have fun? How do you think they cut loose and relax? Um, I like to think they build big slingshots and fire themselves out of them. I like to think they've got a big pinball machine that they that Ooh. they that they go ding 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 ding, ding and they're the pinball. Uh, barbershop quartet. Macrame. They're all they're all face. What'd you say? Macrame. Hmm. Do with the with the with the. Fire tongue. <laughs> they get that's an ashtray. The, <laughs> they get big nose piercings. Oh yeah, no, just like a whole bunch of piercings. Like, look at that schnoz. Yeah, no, you, someone. So yeah, they go to a guy. You know, yeah, his name is Chuck. He's got like a big, like you know, fucking railroad spikes and just a big sledgehammer, yeah. and he just. Bink. Fucking shoulders the size of pineapples. Like. Yeah, no, he's huge, and yeah, he just 
sense. Doesn't you know? say a word. No, nah, just mm, a lot of grunts. You, there's one. There's one word he says. He lines up where where like where the piercing is going to be. And he goes here. <laughs> yes. And you go, yeah, Chuck. Kang. That was good. That was good. And then you and act then you, like it didn't hurt, um, but it hurt. But it hurt it, a lot. It hurt so much. But if you you show pain in some of those places, like you're toast. Like you're toast, dude. You're toast. So. Like not with Chuck. Like Chuck's not gonna like he he'll internally judge you, but he's not gonna say anything. He'll just rattle. Anything. He'll just rattle the tip jar at you. Yeah. It's like a it's like a two for flinching kind of thing. It's yeah. like if you show pain, like you if you get, show, you, if, you have to give yeah. him a twenty. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> twenty for crying. Twenty. <laughs> twenty for crying. That's my new catchphrase for life. Does this mean I have to Venmo you now? No. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, uh, murder comet light show. Ooh, because look good. at the tr- look at that trail that they leave. It's pretty good. Murder comet, um, but like you call them like if you're gonna propose to someone, and they do like sky riding. <laughs> yeah, they, I was gonna say, where is this going? They do you know the big marry me up in the clouds, and and then you go uh, look up there. I wow. had a murder comet write it, and then it's a, because it's a murder comet and they're little shits. It says murder me, murder. <laughs> It's like, okay, I uh, guess if that's what you want, Bob, and just shing. <laughs> No, that's not what I meant. And the murder comments up there just like <laughs> God, what's that one old arcade game um with the big mean face? Oh it's, um And it's like it's Sinistar? like the first Sinistar, yes, that's exactly it. Cause the it's like the first arcade game that ever had like voice acting basically yeah. in it and it's just this horrible synthesized voice of just like i have i found you now yeah homestar runner made fun of that but mm. it was so strong bad's head and he would go your head explode sinistar yeah that's the one gotcha hang on hang on i'm surprised i remembered that actually Good pull. and he just screams yeah ah it's but. so I'm listening to it right now. It's so bad. Hey, that was what? Was that Atari still? Hmm? Was that still Atari when that was first out? Let's find out. Sinistar. I think this was just like old school arcade cabinet. Damn yeah. Yeah. Williams Electronics. Damn, dude. Yeah. Yeah, Sinistar though. 1982. Dude, games have come a very long way in 40 years. They sure have. It's kind of one of those, like, that 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 I feel like is a good example of, like, exponential growth. Yeah. It's, uh, it gets real big. I mean, like, I bought this, my current computer, I bought in what, like, February? Mm-hmm. I had to get, and uh, I've already got games that are like, yeah, this game's maybe a little too big for your britches, bud. <laughs> and it's like, I just bought this computer. Yeah, technology is bonkers. It is. It's uh, As are murder comets. Yes. Murder comets are bonkers. Uh, they can't can't be a pet. Uh, doubt they could be a friend. Why but not? they're pretty wild. Why can't I have this as a pet? I don't know. Because uh, it's a dude. 
<laughs> it's a dude comment. <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. Dude comment. <laughs> that's the. Um, that's what I yell every time I take my pants off. Yeah, that's a cleaning product that is um, marketed for guys. Dude comment. Dude comment. Yeah, this is regular comment. That's a. Um, every time I th- uh, when I throw a, a game winning ball. It's a dude, dude comment. I like yeah. that. And I say that to like intimidate my 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 opponents. Yeah. If I, go, I dude am, comment and they're like, "What is that?" And then they if lose. I'm responding to um, you know, like a video, I yeah. leave a, a dude comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't like your comment, so I leave a rude comment. <laughs> Which isn't a pun. That's just two regular words. I didn't like your um, your mean ones, uh, so I decided to make it sexy. So I left a lewd comment. All right, now we go. There we go. Uh, I think that's a good place to leave it. Honestly, <laughs> I think so too. Fantastic. Hey, folks, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Yeah, as per usual, you know, if you liked us, let us know. Uh, you know, you could like, you know, leave us like a, like a five star rating or like subscribe or leave a review or mm-hmm. tell a buddy. If you don't, what, what the, the fuck f- are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Look, if you uh, don't follow this show, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? You can, of course, find us on Pet Shop Cast, uh, excuse me, at Pet Shop Cast on Twitter. You can head out and see all the shows on the network at ghostlightmedia.net. And, uh, yeah, you can catch us releasing episodes every other Wednesday. Yeah, if there's anything you want to see in particular, let us know. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. As Griffin often likes to say, our DMs are very slide-inable. Um, they actually need some work right now. Yeah, they need a little bit of waxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit yeah. of upkeep. Some manscaping. Yeah, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't try. Honestly, next 20, like 48 hours, I wouldn't try it. After, like, after that, that though, oh, definitely get in there. When it's nice yeah. and fresh. Oh, it'll be at, it'll be, it'll be peak. Um, <laughs> we love you. We love you. It's been great having you. Thanks for listening. I've been Griffin. I've been Zach. And just remember, folks, at the end of the day, it's all about love, baby. baby, baby. Cue the theme song. Ah, fuck. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to episode 95.5. It'll make sense soon, I swear, of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the amazing people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Joel, Tyler, and Atan for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nicole Tuttle Rob for making our theme song. You can find Nicole on Twitter at Nicole Voice and on These Silent Secrets as part of Ghostlight Media. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for forcing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast, also part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, if you don't tell your friends about the show, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> This has been a Ghostlight Media production.